Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. As you know, yesterday we had a crucial conversation for the entire program, one all the way to three here on Inside Sources. We talked about race relations. Uh, there was also another important meeting happening yesterday. Uh, leaders from the Salt Lake branch of the NAACP hosted an education forum uh, dealing with race in Utah. And uh, here to help us uh, get a little behind the scenes there in terms of those crucial conversations, Janetta Williams, of course, is the president of the Salt Lake City chapter of the NAACP and a friend of the show and one of the great voices in our community. Janetta, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you so much, Boyd. I'm sorry I couldn't get on yesterday, but it was extremely busy. You, you you were busy having important conversations. We were having important conversations. So let's let's keep that rolling. Tell us a little bit about the forum you held yesterday over at the Little America sure. Hotel. Yes, what the NAACP did. We there's there's been so much, as you know, in the news about all of the different incidents that's going on in the school racial incidents, uh, and we wanted to try to pull the superintendents together again. We had done this before in 2018 and then quarterly meetings with them. But we needed to pull together not only the superintendents, but the assistant superintendents and the equity directors as well and come together and say, these are some of the things that's going on you know, around uh, Utah. And we brought in uh, two experts, one from the Department of Justice out of California, for the Western region, and another person with the um, Denver office. And we had great conversations. Another representative was ACLU and then a retired teacher. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to get all around different aspects of, you know, what people see, what teachers see, what superintendents see. And I think we did a great job. We opened, we ended it up with, um, ended up with um, questions So the superintendents had questions, and they did. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of the questions was that we want to know how do we look for more diversity in our schools? How can we get more teachers coming here? And so we, you know, talked about that. We discussed that. And what I had said to them as well is before we hear about it in the media, let's talk about it. Let's try to get in front of these things because they're so frustrated because they're doing all everything that they know how to do. But maybe they need some help. Yeah. And so that's why the NAACP wanted to step in and say, you know, let us help you try to guide you. And, yes, you're doing good, but then there's some of those students that, you know, they do things. But, you know, I commend the, the incidents where they've stepped out in front of it and said, no, 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 we're not going to have this here in yeah. our school. 
Uh, so so important those conversations, and one of the things that came up in in our discussions yesterday was something pointed out to us by uh, Dr. Jay Jacobson uh, from the Jewish community, and we we often talk about these high profile cases that come out that are in the media, uh, and while yeah. we always want to address those, it's it's all of those that aren't high profile. It's those things that happen every day. And I know you took on things yesterday like bullying and, and working with parents and uh, suspensions. Uh, what are some of those things that are maybe not the hope high profile? Uh, what was your conversation about in terms of helping, again, especially within the schools to make sure they stay out in front of those? Sure. A lot of them is just making sure that if you see something, say something. Mm-hmm. And some of the times even we've had uh Third graders, for instance, come to us, the parents come to us and say that, you know, I'm going to be pulling my my daughter and my son out of the school. The kids don't want to play with with her or him. Uh, Most of the kids in the school are, you know, belong to the LDS church. Uh, She doesn't or he doesn't, and they don't want to play with her or him. And so at recess, this person would be just sitting up by herself. So we put together a program where... Somebody could go in and talk, you know, with the full class and talk about being like a giraffe to have to stretch your 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 neck out to help somebody. Right. And then we were looking at getting some uh, someone that could talk to the you know, the students, the teachers, uh, being able to do a little bit more too. And when the teachers see these things happening, uh, they need to also try to say something to the whole class. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, uh, again, that's all part of just getting the boots on the ground, the practical, tactical things uh, that we can do. Any, anything else come out of your conversations in, in terms of a kind of a therefore what, kind of an action uh, component to it? Sure. A lot of times, too, some of the complaints that, that we've received and have been where just um, the kids, students are being um, harassed and they're don't know who to go talk to. And we were trying to have like an open-door policy where students uh, can see something and they can say something, and the bullying don't have to be against them. But if they see somebody else doing it, then they can uh, secretly uh, let the teachers know or let the administrators know, this is what I saw during recess or this is what I saw during class, and I think it should be addressed. Uh, some of the other things that we talked about, you know, with the with the superintendents, is to you know if there's if there's any problems whatsoever, then they could call myself like they've done in the past, and if there's different issues, then let's try to work through whatever it is that they have, and if it needs to have a one-on-one conversation, you know, with the students, then we can do that. Uh, the incidents with the with the bus before uh, about a month ago when a little boy was being harassed on the school bus. I talked to the principal and the superintendents on that issue and said, you know, maybe there needs to be some type of announcement before the bus takes off and say everybody in their seat, there's not going to be nobody, you know, hovering over anybody else, uh, mocking or or doing anything, uh, harassing another student. So we just said there's some things like that that they could put in place and, if they have any questions, feel free to, to let us know because we're here to work with them and not against them. And if we can resolve these issues, so then I'm not getting a telephone call every day of the week yeah. from all, about all of the different school districts. And I said, let's bring all the school districts together and let's talk about it. 
Let's yeah. see if we can't work these problems out together. Fantastic. Janetta Williams, president of the Salt Lake City chapter of the NAACP. And uh, thank you for leading that crucial conversation as we continue to find ways that we can know better, that we can do better, that we all together can be better. Uh, Janetta, thanks for all you do and thanks for exactly. leading that conversation. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you. All right. Again, that's Janetta Williams from the Salt Lake City chapter of the NAACP, an important voice. And uh, she convened some really crucial groups together to have that conversation yesterday, dealing with everything from bullying uh, uh, and what's happening on in school playgrounds and on school buses, uh, how we can get diversity, quality, and that good mental health, all part of that. Uh, so some really crucial conversations there. All right. The uh, president has uh, wound up his conversation with the leaders of Germany, France, the United Kingdom, Italy, and Poland. Uh, we are expecting the president to address the country at uh, any time now. It's scheduled for 2 o'clock uh, to give us an update on where we are in terms of the tensions at the Ukraine border uh, as Russia continues to build up as their uh, disinformation campaign uh, continues to ratchet up. Uh, we also had confirmation that, as suspected, uh, Russia was behind the cyber attack on Ukrainian banks earlier this week, uh, causing a lot of disruption there and uncertainty. We also know there are a number of false flag operations that are being uh, carried out by Russia uh, as a way to have a pretext uh, to go into Ukraine. And so we're going to continue to follow all of that. Again, we are expecting the president to be speaking to the country at any moment with an update. We will go to that live when the president begins to speak. And then we'll break it all down. We'll process it and help it make sense in your neck of the woods as we go through the day. Hour number two of Inside Sources coming up. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. Live breaking news now on the mobile app for KSL News Radio. Sponsored by Any Hour Services. Listen at home or anywhere you go. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. This is Utah's news station. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.